0: Hello, listeners and welcome to SMPD uh, just ahead of this week's episode for those of you uh, expecting to hear quite rightly so the James the cat theme when you look at the title of this week's episode uh, mark and I just wanted to just I guess just put a pin in things for a moment and just take a moment to reflect uh, on on the career of, of mr Kevin Conroy uh, if you listen to our show with any kind of regularity then I'm sure you've heard the news by now that that he sadly passed away uh, last weekend, by the time you hear this. And it didn't feel right to us to to not at least acknowledge his work on this show. You know, we, we talk regularly. It's in our intro. This is a show about the cartoons that shaped our childhood. And I don't think there is anybody <laughs> that, that can claim to have staked such a claim on my childhood as Kevin Conroy. Um so it, it just felt right that we at least took a moment just to acknowledge his work before diving in this week i'm not even sure this show would exist uh without batman the animated series it was episode number two and the only reason it wasn't episode number one is because we needed to build to something and i think that tells you everything you need to know um i sent a message to mark last week when i heard the news and we immediately said we needed to do something to acknowledge that. And, and look, there will be many, many more people speak about this in the coming weeks and do so with more knowledge and far more eloquently than us. But given what we do on this network, um, we just wanted to take a moment just really to put it out there into the universe and to say thank you for all the work that he put in and for what he means uh, certainly to me, I know to Mark as well, and, and I'm sure to to many of you out there as well. We're not going to do a minute's silence or anything like that because this isn't fucking <laughs> Armistice Day, um, and ul- ultimately, you know, his work should do nothing if not bring us joy. So, if anything, it is to be celebrated. But, geez, yeah, what a bummer! Batman's gone. Um,
1: yeah, not the uh, not the news we, we wanted, but these things happen. Um,
0: uh, they do. I mean, you know, as you get older, and, and I'm rapidly approaching middle age sadly you know your heroes when you're a child do unfortunately pass away but you know we've lost in the last decade or so i've lost some of my favorite recording artists some of my favorite filmmakers some of my same some of my favorite writers but fuck man this one hit different um if you listen to the network with any kind of regularity you'll know that i'm a huge batman fan and kevin conroy has always been my batman and a big part of that, you know, whilst I read the comic books from an early age, a big part of my interest really took off during Batman the Animated Series. And even now as an adult, I've not had the best 10 years, to put it lightly. Um, and as cheesy as it may sound, there, there are times when you just look to, to things that you're familiar with for strength. <coughs> Batman is one of those things for me, and Kevin Conroy's Batman specifically is one of those things for me. Um sometimes it's his voice I hear in my head when I need a pep talk. And I don't think that will ever change. No.
1: And I I think that I mean for me, my first introduction to Batman was Adam West. The TV show was on all the time, but anything from the last what, thirty years, um, outside of the, the films where people have come and gone, it's always Kevin Conroy. that keeps coming, you know, you keep coming back to it in the in the animated films, in the games everything they've done, it's always been his voice and I think it's very difficult to separate that from
0: from the rest of the character even when you get the the big screen adaptations. I don't think it quite compares. It certainly doesn't. Um, I I think, no, I think, I I know um, he will always be Batman to me in the same way that, you know, Sean Connery is always James Bond for many people and Harrison Ford will always be Han Solo and Indiana Jones for many people. You know, but not to take anything away from those either, but let's not forget, you know, Kevin Conroy was not the first Batman. He's just the best Batman and always will be. And I think every performance since has basically just been giving us an iteration of Kevin Conroy. He set yeah. the bar. Um that voice is just magnificent. Um and, and we talk a lot about vocal talent on this show and, and what voice actors can really bring. And you know, there's a lot to love about Batman, the animated series, you know, from from Paul Dini's writing to Bruce Timm's artwork to, of course, Mark Hamill's contribution as a Joker as well. But it would be nothing without Kevin Conroy. He carries that show on his shoulders, carried that show on his shoulders. That's going to take some getting used to, um, as he did with Justice League, as he did with many, many other iterations of the character after that, including most recently, you know, things like the Arkham games as well, introducing him to a whole new generation. So my Batman is now gone, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> that really fucking sucks. So, I, you know, we, we joked uh, on Friday um, when I sent a message to Mark that I think if you were to take a sum total of, you know, popular words across this network... I think Kevin Conroy would probably be number three behind Cunt and Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we mention his name Poss- possibly on the fourth, cause Possibly fourth, because he'd possibly be behind Batman as well. <laughs> yeah, possibly behind Batman as well. Only but, possibly, though. You know, we- We're not going to go in-depth here, as I say. We just wanted to put something yeah. ahead of the show. We've spoken in-depth about his work many, many times on many, yeah. many shows across the network. And as I say, you know, I wasn't lucky enough to even ever meet the guy Um, So it's not like I've got anything to add to his story. I just wanted to, you know, we put this show out there on the internet twice a month. And I just felt like it was only right for us to acknowledge the fact that actually probably wouldn't exist without him. And I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without his work. And that sounds like a grandiose statement, but it really isn't, you know, (laughs) like Batman is my hero and Kevin Conroy is my Batman. And so to lose him is difficult and it fucking sucks so it hit me like a ton of bricks on Friday um I yeah I didn't read the news my my wife casually yelled up the stairs do you know who Kevin Conroy is and I just felt a punch in my stomach because I knew what was coming next it was the tone of voice and everything I was just like oh no (laughs) he's fucking gone um I had to sit down I stood up at the time I had to find something and sit down. Like It really hit me like a ton of bricks. So, as I say, this show is all about acknowledging the shows that shaped our childhood. And, you know, I don't think anybody can claim a bigger part of mine than Kevin Conroy. So, just wanted to put it out there and take a moment amongst all of us. I know we're all hurting. So, just take a moment to appreciate his work. And with that said and done, we'll give it a moment and dive into what is hopefully going to be a more upbeat episode. But for now, initiate the Nightfall Protocol.
1: My name's James, James the Cat.
0: I've had fame. Money
1: and all that. Now I'm here. Growing fat.
0: Chasing birds and butterflies. James the cat. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at James the Cat. It is Cat Month still on the network. It's only week three of Cat Month, but it seems like it's been Cat Month for, like, yeah. a long time. I think that's because but that's, we have to, so to watch Cats. Yeah, I think it probably is. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's probably it. I mean,
0: uh, James the Cat's a
1: funny one because I... I remember the theme tune because there
0: was a fairly inappropriate version that did the rounds at school. Oh, was there? Um, I didn't know the inappropriate version. Did it have the word twat in it? Of course it did. Right. It yeah, was, I don't know why James, I did James
1: the cat. I, I fucked a rat. What a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I remember that. And then I watched some today because I knew they were only like five minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other shit going on at the moment. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll spend an hour this afternoon. And I only got through about five or six, thinking I don't need to see any more. They're all kind of, you know, they're all from the first season. They were all kind of similar, um. But I didn't remember James looking like that. Whereas I remembered the blue and yellow car, right? And I remembered the kangaroo. Um, but it was the actual design of James that threw me a little bit as soon as we got into it because, um, just of the, the shot you get in the, in the where you you first see him in the credits and he's in the um he's in the in the circle. And then his eyes just go really wide. That really, no, that fucking thing they did with them, Puss Boots and Shrek, the, the really big begging, yeah. sad eyes, just comes out straight away. And as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember this," but I don't remember him. I just remember everything around it. And then when I saw the kangaroo and the
0: frog and the snail, I was like, "Right, yeah, okay, now I know where I am." Yeah, so I I do remember um, the the main thing I remember about James the Cat. Well, there's two things. Yes, the theme tune. Um, that's another theme tune that's never going away for me because uh, I loved this show as a kid, like as a very, very young kid. We're talking this is this is preschool stuff for me, yeah. James the Cat. So I loved it as a very, very young kid. Um, but the design of James the Cat has always stuck with me because for my entire life, for all 42 nearly years of my existence, um, <laughs> I have had a tuxedo cat. The only I, I think there's been a period of maybe 18 months to two years where I didn't have one. Otherwise, I have there has always been a tuxedo cat around mm. me somewhere. Grew up with one. I've now got four of the little fuckers, um, so I took to James the cat as a character immediately, because mm, that makes sense. He looked like my cat. Now, growing up, I had a, a female cat, um, so she didn't look exactly like James, um, but she was black and white, and, and that was enough for me. Now save for the fact that he's only got one eye, I have one that is the absolute fucking spitting image yeah. of James the cat. And every time I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, you look. Yeah. that looks like Elvis. That, that's the way I think about it now because James the cat looks exactly like Elvis. He's a big, fat, yeah. black-and-white cat, um, just like my cat is a big, fat, black-and-white cat with one eye. But all the markings and everything as well, he looks very much yeah. like my cat. Nothing like in personality-wise, um, but, <laughs> but he's definitely got the markings. So... I always kind of, I've always known what James the Cats looked like because I've been able to go, oh yeah, that looks like one of my cats, um, mm. and it's a show as well. You know, occasionally we have shows on the network where I say, I, it's never really gone away because I've watched it. It's not like I've watched this a lot, but I do own some episodes of James the Cat on a Cult Kids DVD compilation, so right. I have watched it as an adult as well. Mm. Um, so it's, it's fairly fresh um, in my memory, and but yeah, I've watched quite a lot of them as well. They're only like five minutes long, so they're yeah. easy to watch. Um, you know, in terms of the show itself, it's—I can't say it's great. It's certainly not bad, though. I don't think. Just to put the initial thoughts out there straight away, it's—it's it's better than a lot of this type of show that we've watched. Yes, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. But it has to be judged on its merits. You know, yeah. It's I, not- I
1: think the thing for me was that yes, okay, they're very short. Which, um, when you've got something like this, because they kind of did them as little skits. So, rather than trying to build an episode and trying to build too much around it, if you think back to when we looked at um Raggy dolls, for example, that first episode we watched where they had a plane, yes, we had a twenty minute episode where four fifths of fuck all happened for about eighteen minutes mm-hmm. um, and then we had a little bit of you know, a little bit of fuckery at the end um whereas this they've they've gone i mean this was what eighty four eighty five and they've gone into it and gone right, okay, we wanna tell a little story about a cat, and this week he's gonna be making lunch. This week he's going to be trying to fly, fly a kite. We don't need to fit that into half an hour. We can fit that into five minutes. And it because of that, it's a lot leaner and a lot sharper than a lot of the stuff we got. Um, and the, the thing it sort of reminded me of a little bit, not because it's anywhere anything like it in terms of its style or anything else, but the um the little segments you got in Button Moon, because you've got the little story in the middle. Yes. It kind of felt like one of those, but it was just the same characters every week, and it was no... It it just had that sort of feel to it where it was wholesome. It was something that kids were going to identify with because kids eat lunch, kids fly kites, kids play in the garden, kids get sticky stuff all over them, stick their paws together. You know, it it was that it's that type of thing where it played to a particular audience and it was always going to hit. Yes, and that's kind of how it felt. Um, and looking back at it today, that's I don't I don't remember much about the show. I remember the theme tune and some of the designs far better, than I remember anything about the actual um, show itself. But looking back at it today, I'm looking and going. Actually yeah I probably would have liked this.
0: Yeah. Um I think you hit the nail on the head. That's one of the things I thought about a lot as well is when we've watched things like Raggy Dolls we've said it's too fucking long to not have a point. Charlie Chalk the same thing. They were yeah. 15 minute episodes about fuck all and it was 15 minutes of fuckery. This it, these episodes don't really have much of a structure. They're not even very funny. Um, mm. they're very they're very preschool storybook in their yeah. in their approach to storytelling, you know. It's you know, like when you pick up a spot, the dog book or something like that. And there's zero fucking point to it. It's just teaching yeah. kids to read. It's like, this is spot. Spot has a ball. Spot chases his ball. Nobody learns anything. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no complex narrative structure. And mm. this is, this is that, you know, you, like you said, this yeah. week, they're going to fly a kite this week. They're going to go to the seaside this week. They're yeah. going to go adventuring around the garden this week. They're going to cook pancakes. It's whatever it is. It's like, they're going to yeah. do a thing that, in some respects, is marginally educational. It's sort of teaching the child about that thing. Like, yeah. this is a kite. This is how you fly a kite. But it's doing it in a comical and entertaining way. It's yeah. not It's not particularly amusing. It's certainly not funny as an adult. Mm. Um, but it never outstays its welcome because they're like five minutes total, including the credits. Yeah, so, and that's
1: both sets of credits as well.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the, the actual story itself is like, and a half minutes ish something like that it never outstays its welcome it zips by um and and there's just something charming about it there's something incredibly wholesome about this show i think there is no not even a smidge of subversive humor or anything like that there's no No, malice there's there's nothing you know if if there was any negativity in this at all you could perhaps point to the slightly stereotypical um (laughs) racial characteristics of, of yeah. some of the characters but even those i think are done quite affectionately i don't think there's th- anything particularly offensive yeah
1: and I, and I think again as we've said many times i think you look at it as a product of its time and that's what people were doing because i think this is all one performer, isn't it? i don't think it's um i believe it I, I is just, yeah I, I don't think there's a cast i think it's was it Sh- yeah i was gonna say scott arnold sean arnold but um, well, sean albert was uh, definitely the
0: narrator He's the narrator. Right? i yeah. think
1: i think that was all i mean it's the only person credited for any of it as well uh, for any of the um of that uh, that run and then alistair mcgowan did uh, did the reboot in 1998 for milkshake on channel 5 um but yeah i think it it's, was it's, a it's reboot the, apparently so i've, I've Hold just read the that now fucking phone how did i not <laughs> um, know about this i don't know it was revived in 1998 for milkshake which was the channel 5 um kids show in the morning um, why the fuck it's called milkshake because you don't drink milkshakes for breakfast um
0: See, I I always had a problem with milkshake for that specific reason I was like why is it even as like okay so this is 1998 like I'm 17 I shouldn't care about this sort of shit but I did I was like why the fuck have you called this TV show milkshake what the fucks that got to do with anything yeah. like and like
1: that became their kids brand milkshake I mean that's no that they they have a milkshake app or a milkshake section on the the, the five star app um and it's, it's, like, you know, it's, it's like you used to have like you know, the, um, the broom cupboard on BBC on yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like it's basically that. It's, it's exactly the same format. They have an overly coked presenter who's completely off her tits and far too excited about everything that's going on because you have to be as a kid's presenter. I don't think you can do that job otherwise. And yeah, they, you know, they have Peppa Pig and they have Paw Patrol and in 1998 they had
0: the reboot of James the Cat. Was it CG? 1998 is probably a little bit too early, actually. It was probably, probably still early. animated. Um, I don't know
1: is the answer to that one. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's probably slightly too
0: early, I'd imagine. I might dig some out and have a look. I didn't realise that before we started. Um, Zero research from me this week, as usual. Absolutely. Um, As I said, particularly because I remember James the Cat quite well. Um, One thing I do know about James the Cat in terms of doing research, actually, um, and maybe this is why I didn't do any again this week, whereas I did last week. Um, I own the DVDs because I was using them for a paper I was writing. Um, And even at the time... There is very fucking little information out there about this show. Nothing.
1: I've I've been looking this afternoon, and there's nothing. Um, so it's not CG. Um, it's it, it's uh, it's it's still drawn. It's just slightly more vivid and slightly the the colour palette is slightly brighter.
0: Um, Why don't you just that, scrub it's... the old fuckers then, in it? Just give them a spruce up. Like well, if you're not going to add anything, then yeah, I mean yeah, they they
1: they look like no they're, they're new stories um but yeah they d no, it, it looks the same just
0: more modern basically it just okay. looks
1: like a just looks like a t- they've tidied it up
0: and they changed the narrator
1: yeah well presumably sean arnold was you know, not around by then presumably he wasn't well i'm assuming he wasn't working cause he, he doesn't have a young voice when he's doing it then does he
0: no he doesn't i i know very little about him uh, he's not a particularly
1: oh, he, he only died in 2020
0: oh well, there you go then I don't think he's a particularly. I mean, if if you've got his IMDb page or whatever up there, feel free to call me a fucking idiot. But I don't think he was particularly well known, other than being his
1: main role was. Um, he was a he was in Doctors for a couple of years.
0: What the soap opera?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I know of Doctors. Uh, I can't say I've watched was, enough of it. He was Mr. To be able
1: to... in, in Grange Hill in the seventies and eighties. He was in Bergerac.
0: Well, I mean, that's 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 yeah. You know, he did a Grange bit. Hill. That's that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair he play. did a
1: bit, he did a couple of films as well, but yeah, he's not, not fantastically well known. Um,
0: um right, just, yeah, just died two years ago. Just so I'm you know, to be clear about this, I said he's not particularly well known. That's not me having a pop, okay? No, 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 that's you just you know Dunno. who you are out there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> if you still listen, if you still listen, yeah, you know who you are. So, I'm not having a pop. Um, just say no. We just don't
1: know who he is. That's and, and that, that's 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 on us for not doing any research. But again, we never do any research. So why the fuck would we start now? Uh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we've been doing the show for six years. We've never done any fucking research. So what's the uh, what's the issue?
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I didn't watch any of the new ones then. If I'd known that, uh, I would have watched some before we started. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. So I can't compare it to anything. What I can say though is. You know, as I say, compared to other shows of its ilk, um, I don't necessarily think it's the best of them, but no. it's far from the worst, I think. Um, it's, it's definitely charming. I think a lot of that um, is owed to his vocal performance as well, to be fair. I think he's very, very yeah. good. Um, you know, the narration is good as well. Um, yeah, those accents are what they are, aren't they? But they do they do lend character. That's the thing, yeah. you know? Um you have to be reminded that a lot of the animation is, I mean, it's serviceable, but and, and what is there, you know, the frames they have are are well done and well observed, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of facial expression, for instance, you know? No, there's not. And, and so we're reliant on that voice a lot. And it's got that storybook quality to it that a lot of these shows used to have. So, And and to be fair, I don't think it suffers for that. No, no, um, no. That That's part of the charm of this. Yeah, I
1: mean, it would be very easy to try and get, um, certainly the main ones. If you, you try and get James and uh, Frida, who's the kangaroo, and mm-hmm. the frog, whose name I can't fucking remember, Citron. Cit- Citron. Like, if you you, the temptation would be to try and get them blinking and to try and get a bit of a bit of movement around the mouth rather than just being just having the mouth moving itself. And the temptation is always there, and you see a lot of that now where animators will try and go out of their way to do that because audiences now are a bit more savvier and they're, they're looking for something a bit you know, they're just looking for something a bit extra whereas here this relies entirely on the storytelling and yes okay as a now again rapidly approaching middle-aged man the stories aren't that fucking interesting no but they're the sorts of stories i would have been reading to my kids 3 4 years ago maybe 5 6 years ago um but you know and and they have that quality whereby actually it doesn't matter what it looks like yes no it's it's serviceable and you go on to it and yes the cat is talking and the, the frog is jumping around a little bit and the kangaroo jumps off, screen, off, off, off the side of the screen and stuff but that's all you need you don't need it to be any more than that because actually what you're trying to look at is okay well I think the first one I watched today was um, James wants somebody to make him lunch and they said well why don't you fucking do it and yeah. so then he goes off to make food and he makes some absolute ratchet concoctions that make everybody pass out and then the frog shares his lunch with him at the end so there's you know, that setup of I want I want lunch, nobody will make me lunch, I have to make my own, I fail miserably, and, and one of my friends steps in to help. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very short, very well-contained story, but actually, you tell a three-year-old that, and that's going to stick with them.
0: Yeah, I, and that's what I'm saying. It, when, I, when I mentioned earlier on, it's those sort of things that, you know, you're not teaching kids particularly moral values or anything like that in the way that some of these shows might, but kids are getting some sort of educational value from this, I think, much as they do from a storybook. So it's definitely successful from that standpoint. I think it can definitely hold a child's attention. I mean, it held my attention for the five minutes. And I've Mm. watched probably 12 or 13 of these um, over the course of the week um, I was planning on watching some over the weekend didn't get around to it, so it was a very busy weekend plus, well as you would have heard by now I wasn't in a great mood this weekend um, so I didn't really feel like watching James the Cat but I did watch quite a lot last week and I had seen a lot previously as well so like I said, I, I watched quite a few when mm. at no point was I like oh, I'm bored of these now You know, I, no. they, weren't, they weren't captivating me like Samurai Pizza Cats was don't get me wrong, yeah. I wasn't excited to watch the next one but I was just like, oh, it's on autoplay. The next one will come up. Like, in only five minutes. Yeah. So.
1: And, and that's kind of where I was today. I and mean, I, um, I was actually you no, know, I actually left the house for work today, which doesn't you know as, as much as it should. Um, but yeah, when I actually went out, came back in, thought right, I'll stick it on while I'm having my lunch. So I had my iPad on in front of my laptop, and I was, you know, I was still working while I was doing it. And I was you no, know, there wasn't so much where you're thinking, fuck, I, I need to, I need to wind that back because I need, I need to sort of pick up what I missed. I, it was it was something I could follow it because it was all about the performance. It wasn't about the, it wasn't about the, the images anyway, and actually it was it was just relatively inoffensive and relatively harmless. And you could just say, "All right, okay, that's the one where have having lunch. That's the way sort of flying a kite," and then carry on with my work at the same time. And that's how I ended up watching. I say I think I watched maybe five or six. I certainly didn't watch as many as you did. But no, I, I, when we've got things of this ilk or this sort of length, I'll normally do two or three just to make, just to get a feel for it. Hmm. But as you said, the no the 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 play came on. Once one finished and kicked me into the next one, and I could, it wasn't even wasn't the case. Oh fuck! Right, I don't want to watch another one. It was just right. Okay, it's on, and I'll it'll just stay on. And I I only turned it off when I had to go pick the kids up. Um, and yeah, it was just no, it's just an easy watch.
0: Yeah, as an adult, it's good white noise, isn't it? That's the thing. It's you can definitely put it on in the background and just crack on, um, and let it wash over you. You know, it doesn't demand your attention, again, like Samurai Pizza Cats did when we watched that a couple of weeks ago when you had to yeah. look at it. You oh, know, yeah. this, this is this is good white noise in the background. Um, I don't know if you remember this, um, and maybe I'm misremembering this as well, right? Because I haven't found any of these episodes. But I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know how many series there were either. I think there were two. two, right? Okay, yeah, so I'm right. There were two. Um, pretty sure the second one was a, almost a completely different show yes it was I so, don't know if you remember um, this but they seem to go, but I've from read what it. I remember they went like travelling he became yeah. like some sort of he was fucking... like a diplomat yeah right yeah diplomat right. that's what yeah. it was I knew he was yeah. like so, some sort of statesman um, or something I didn't
1: know that um, and, until I read it um, about 10 minutes before we came on air um, so the first season is um, it takes place at the house um, at the corner house where um, he moves in and he's making new friends and he's learning you know, he's learning how to be a cat bob you know, how to how to you know, progress in the world basically as, as you as you would try and teach a child he's learning how things work as you know, in the world you know, learning learning about kites learning about the seaside and you know, all this sort of stuff yeah and then the second season yeah they um they, it's an entirely different one they they, they go off to um he so becomes a, a diplomat sometimes referred to sometimes referred to him as a diplomat sometimes he's a vip um and yeah they go off and um f- visit far off places and meet meet no, again far more ethnic stereotypes and, and 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 learn about cultures so yeah i mean it was an it was an apparently entirely different show so i don't i don't know anything about the segment other than what i'm reading here and for anybody who's playing the wiki game at home there are three lines about the entire show
0: is that all there is there's, there's a
1: paragraph introduced in it saying it's created by kate canning and produced by jake uh by jan clayton for grampian tv Chronicles the events that take place at the corner house between james and his new animal friends and then in the description, there's the program changes quite a bit between the two series. In the first, James is a newcomer to the garden at the corner house and must learn to live with the other animals. In the first episode of the second season, he becomes a diplomat. Uh, and in subsequent episodes, he and the others travel to distant lands or receive important visitors. That's it. There's nothing about the production, nothing about the people, no controversy, which is really fucking disappointing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there's, there's nothing. I can't find anything. I mean, not just on Wiki. I've Googled as well. And there's nothing coming up about this show and how it was made or anything else. Which, you know, on the one hand, is good because it didn't have a troubled production, but at the same time, you think it gave us something to fucking work with.
0: So I can probably tell you a few things. Um, nothing groundbreaking, and it's been a long time since I did any research on James the Cat, and I said, not brushed up on it for this episode. Sorry, listeners, not really felt like it this week. Um, I can tell you it, like nobody involved really did anything else. Um, in in terms of children's animation, wise, um, the creator I forget the lady's name now. It Kate was Canning. written and. There you go. All written and directed by by one person um who didn't really do much else, um, short of a few features. Um, nothing that really set the world on fire. Um so it was a Grampian production, I wanna say. Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah. God, see, my memory's not that fucking bad, is it? <laughs> just say that. You may have picked Did it up for me. Did I, when I read it, yeah. Oh, okay i can't say i noticed um but yeah okay so it was, yeah, a, it was, a, it was a grampin production it's yeah. grampian production yeah so it was on itv as well yeah um and yeah i, I remembered the thing about the two series but um it, it was really a very different show in that second series as well the james the cat that i remember most fondly is this first season where they just i mean dicking around the garden basically yeah. is the best way to describe this they are just dicking around the garden yeah. um there are some... I know it's a kid's show, right? And I know we shouldn't be too harsh on it. But even re-watching it the last time I rewatched it, when I was watching it as a young adult then, there are some things that jump out when you rewatch it. And you're like, well, hang on. Like, this cat's supposed to have been left behind, right? Yeah. Okay, get that, right? But then where did the fucking kangaroo come from? And yeah. the frog... And like wait, well, the, the, you might have a frog in the garden. That's kind of understandable. You might have a frog. You might have a snail. Right? You yeah. wouldn't have a kangaroo. Not a kangaroo. You certainly wouldn't have a pink dragon. No, right? So, oh, that's wh- the Welshest Chinese dragon I've ever heard. Well, yeah, there's that as well. He's, I mean, he's also basically George from Rainbow, isn't he? But with yeah. wings on him. Um, so, so I don't understand where they came from. I also don't understand the, like, the, <coughs> excuse me, the size of these animals. No,
1: it's not consistent, is it? Because no. kangaroo is smaller than the cat.
0: The kangaroo is smaller and than the cat. Kangaroos are fucking huge. The the snail is fucking huge as well. Um. Also, why is the snail Irish? I I do wonder whether maybe um. What was his name that did the voices? Sean Arnold. Uh, Sean Arnold. I do wonder whether maybe he just had a handful of accents he could do. So he was like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to do these. different
1: voices for everybody."
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was Mrs. Lavender, the snail. I just managed to quickly but, Google that. Go. Yeah. yeah. Why she's Irish, I don't know. Um, but I guess she couldn't be French because Citron's French. Yeah. So because I mean, otherwise, if we're sticking to stereotypes, you'd make the snail French as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. I guess. Um, but then again, you don't want to do the same, do you? No, exactly. So I don't. I, you can sort of see why the dragon is what Welsh. What was the rabbit? Just Sylvester Stallone. I, don't, I
1: I don't. I remember seeing the rabbit, but I
0: can't remember what the voice sounded like. He's. I mean, he's he's Rocky. There's a reason he's called Rocky. He he is. Right. Rocky, he's he's left okay. Stallone. alone. He, he literally, yeah. again, why that's the rabbit and not the kangaroo? Beyond me, no idea. Um, but yeah, Rocky was. But then uh, again,
1: your kangaroo has to be Australian, doesn't that? Yeah, because they only Ro- come from
0: Australia. Yeah, Rocky had kind of an East Coast American drawl right. accent. Um, yeah, I I, I just couldn't. Either, so I sad. I, I know I know he was in a couple. I just can't remember. I couldn't place it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, he was. Yeah. I mean, other than their accents and you know like the snail wears a hat and and that sort of thing like there's not really much characterization in these is you know it, it's no. all coming from those accents as i say um, yeah. the- i think the the only bit of again more australian stereotype you got was when um when they're making the
1: kites and frida wanted hers to be shaped like a um, like a boomerang and that's kind of the only really only thing you got and i think there may have been a joke when in the lunch episode where um james it, it doesn't want to eat the, the vegetable soup that um Ah, fucking, making, and somebody makes a comment about maybe next time serving frogs, uh, serving frogs, uh, frogs legs, which is a bit fucking dark for that, that sort of, uh, that sort of show.
0: It is. Um, speaking about you know cultural stereotypes and particularly Australian ones, you'll know this actually because inquiring minds do need to know. Um. Is, is the baked beans thing Australian? Because Frida is obsessed with baked beans. I never came across it, I've got to be honest. So this is just a thing that they wrote in? like as a I don't know. I mean, to, to be... be
1: honest, my, my abiding memory of, of Australian culture is that, is that the majority of ones I met are all fucking racists. Um, I don't remember anything about baked beans, I've got to be honest.
0: That is, they are racists, not they're fucking racists well they may well be just, i don't know i never met yeah, their wives just, just, just your intonation there just came out <laughs> slightly wrong <laughs> yeah um, but yeah i was um, yeah, with they, you i get what
1: you <laughs> yeah, they, they may well be I'd say i said never met their wives they may well be fucking racist as well but yeah um i don't remember that i when it came up earlier on i was trying to think if that you know if that was a thing maybe it was a thing in the 80s i don't know i mean you do get a lot of certainly in the 80s and anything you saw of that period um where you had australian no, australian shows on tv over here or australian films Whenever they're in the outback, they, they eat cold beans of a tin because it's easy to carry and they don't go off and shit like that. So maybe it's the campfire thing. I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's cowboys as well, though, isn't it? So, yeah. so But, uh,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't specifically remember it being Australian.
0: That's something that TV and film has taught us. Like, anytime you're in, like, any kind of, you know, outdoorsy outback or kind of Wild West environment, you fucking eat beans from a can or chilli from a can. That's just something we know.
1: Um, yeah, and I think the thing with that, I mean, I never got that. I'm not a huge fan of... Um, of beans anyway I, I, I will eat them but i certainly never saw the whole thing i'm eating cold beans out of a can i never got it um, cold
0: beans so, are fucking disgusting
1: yeah like, I, I don't fucking
0: get it i guess if you're like stuck for food you'll eat anything but i mean yeah it, like, in this garden right if you're a kangaroo in this garden why would you eat cold beans when you can eat like you've got rocky the rabbit to start with like rabbits yeah. and meat that you can eat we know that um never had frog's legs but you could eat them it tastes S- like chicken apparently snails are fucking delicious like big fan of escargot so just get her on the go like well this is it i mean
1: and let's be fair james is very fat as well you know if you stick him on a on a, on a barbecue he'll last you a while
0: well yeah i mean i've never eaten a cat either but you know i'd imagine there's plenty of meat on james again he's going to taste like chicken isn't he you thought so you know um I, trouble is though it's going to be a lot of dark meat in there and i'm not fussed on dark meat with chicken because he's very fat so there's going to be a lot yeah. of you know. Anyway, this isn't a cannibal uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, that
1: t- that took a turn. Sorry.
0: Hang on. Though, is from. it is it technically cannibalism because they're all different species? It's different, different species, aren't they? So it's not technically it's cannibalism, just, is just, it? They're just carnivores. It's just the circle of life, isn't it? Yeah. So this is just like preempting the Lion King, basically. Um, yeah. Right. Off topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as usual. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah. Coming back to, it, I don't know where the bean King came from. I don't know if that's a particularly Australian thing or not.
0: I just wondered, um, you know, inquiring minds want to know and all that. Because, um, <laughs> again, maybe that was something I should have picked up on as a kid, but didn't. That, you know, Australians like baked beans, but apparently they don't. So, well, maybe I never saw anybody eating baked beans in Neighbours, so, you know, that's that's kind of my you know, cultural touchstone. I mean, it's not exactly. So, I don't know if I ever saw them really eat anything in Neighbours. They, they live in that kind of weird plasticine environment where nobody eats and nobody shits, don't they? Yeah,
1: so, true.
0: You know. But they're always clearing plates away. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They always come in at the end of a meal while somebody's clearing up. I guess they do meet 'cause because they, they must eat, because they used to go to the cafe and stuff as well. But anyway, we're not yeah. talking about Neighbours. We're talking <laughs> about them. James the cat. Um, we didn't mention that when we were talking about Neighbours, bizarrely. What? That, that they that don't nobody eat. Nobody eating. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> anyway. And then the other characters we haven't talked about, and I can't believe we haven't, because actually they're everywhere, are the fucking bees. Like... Mm, yeah it, the bees are something i remembered about this as well and, and i think maybe that's just because it goes with the theme tune right because the bee yeah. flies across the the screen doesn't he yeah or, or a b does but the bees are actually nasty little fuckers when they actually speak because you get like mm. the worker bees who are like bouncers and stuff and they, they're just assholes there is definitely a class structure at oh yeah definitely. in this as well like like james is an aristocrat isn't he you know he's yeah And don't oh, the the foreign, literally, immigrants, the
1: foreign foreign immigrants can kind of work for him.
0: Yeah, I've literally just got that joke. He's an aristocrat. It's not it's not mentioned at all, but you know, and it's not a new joke either because Disney yeah. did it like ten years prior to this. But yeah. He's an aristocrat. I I get it now. Um you also maybe this is just because it's off the back of us watching cats. And I think this has kind of ruined it for me for life as well. But I just kept thinking back to James Corden in Cats. Yeah. I think it's just the shape of James the Cat and the way he was walking. And the, and
1: the, and the colouring as well, because obviously he was the tuxedo the, uh, the, cat. Yeah, he's uh, tuxedo another tuxedo cat. Well, cat. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but kind but also sense.
0: just the way he was kind of fucking waddling around and stuff as now, well. It's, not...
1: it's interesting you've mentioned that. I thought this while we were talking about it earlier on as well. These little stories that you get, so these you know, four or five minute snippets or skits or whatever you want to call them, they kind of feel more like the book of poetry the Cat is based on than the fucking film we watched last week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess I can see that as well because it is just cat nonsense, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And uh, as we talked about on on Mario last week, had they done an animated version where it's like, this is this cat, this is this cat. Mm. This this show is kind of what you'd get, just slightly longer and with more fucking annoying songs.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if you would have annoying songs because as evidenced by the theme tune to this, they know how to write a decent song like well yeah that's true the james the cat theme tune is an all-timer for me like maybe oh, yeah, maybe i only remember all the words because it's so short but it is another one of those theme tunes where and maybe it's also because one of my cats looks like james the cat like occasionally mm. i will just look at elvis and my mind will wander and i'll be like my name's james doop, 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 doop. james and it's so short and so innocent yeah. and so childlike that it just wanders into your head you just can't help it yeah.
1: Uh, and the thing for me as well is that i mean some of the stuff we watch um a lot of the themes are sung by women which is now which is obviously right for those songs this is one it's right in my vocal range where i have about three notes i can sing
0: and you can get away with it
1: and i yeah. can get away with it um i used to have four but then i lost my voice for three months and i came back with that one um so yeah i've i've, I've got a very narrow range uh vocally and this 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 um song fits right in the middle of that it's
0: perfect yeah it, it... It is just a wonderful little ditty, and and it is just yeah. a ditty. It's so You're short, that, that's it. like it's it's maybe it, I I think it's probably seconds rather than a minute. I don't know. I haven't timed I'll it.
1: Try, I think it's about twenty seconds, if that. Yeah, and, and most of that's the music in between.
0: You'll you'll have heard it all at the start of this episode because there is absolutely no point in me trying to fade it out. Oh, it's just God, so no. short. Now uh,
1: I'm trying to remember because like I, I was I was sort of half watching this afternoon. The closing credit, the closing music. That's not that's never the same, is it?
0: Yes and no. There is a closing theme that they use more often than not, Right. but then it's not on every episode. Okay, yeah.
1: I'm glad I didn't imagine that then.
0: No, there is a lot of actual... Um, a lot of the score within the episode as well is repeated. If you actually watch more than one episode, you'll, you'll pick up right. on the fact that they use it. I mean, maybe they just had so many pieces of music and that's all they could afford, yeah, so... Yeah, maybe. That's what they used. You but know? It,
1: again, when, when you're doing this sort of format where you know you're talking four minutes and change mm-hmm. you can get away with that because actually if if you've got four four minute episodes you've got eight pieces of music that are 30 seconds each yeah you say exactly. right we'll, we'll just reuse them to the death and we'll just we keep on them. going with them because people they, they're going to again they're going to be short enough and they're going to be generic enough they're not going to stand out enough for people to go oh hang on they used that one in episode four yeah they used that in episode oh oh they, they, they used it oh. you know because you know what people again especially now you know what people are like people would nitpick about everything hello um, but yeah, so I think it's I I I did I I thought I noticed it, and then when I went, but when I went to the next one, I didn't. Then I couldn't remember what it was previously, I and mean, if it was any different or not. Yeah, I mean it's also. But they seem to run out of the episodes rather than being, uh, that's a a, a cut off and a and a yeah. closing theme.
0: Yeah, and and I think it's also, people may notice that, but we have to be reminded this is very clearly targeted at children. This is very clearly oh God, a yeah. children's show, and like yeah, adults may notice that. And it's the type of thing yeah. now probably as an adult. If you were to watch Peppa Pig, there'd be things about it that annoy you. Uh, like, would em- be things. the was of fucking like thing everything annoys. about it annoys you, right? And I get that. And this probably would have been the same for our parents. Like, they might be like, "Oh, it's that fucking song again. How many times do they use that piece of music?" But for us, we don't care. We're kids. We're being entertained yeah. by, and and uh, you know, that's what I meant earlier on when I said, you know, we have to treat this. You know, we have to judge it on its merits because it is very specifically a preschool show. It's obviously a preschool show and and has nothing to offer other than charm to to an adult. You know, it is a charming distraction for five minutes. And so you have to meet it as that. There's not going to be a well-structured story. We're not going to get deep characters. Nobody's going to learn and grow. You know, we're lucky to get a, a chuckle out of it, to be honest, because most yeah. of the gags are incredibly stupid and silly and childish as well. And yeah. some of them don't even make any sense. But that's fine, because most of the time when kids tell you a joke, they don't make any sense, because they don't understand what funny is. Like, yeah. they just don't... Kids are funny, but yeah. they're funny for they, the wrong reasons. They're,
1: they're funny organically, whereas when they try, it tends to be painful.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, this is, as we said earlier as well, this is very innocent. So it's yeah. not like we're going to be taking anything from it in that regard. Um, so, so I think we, you know, I'm inclined to give it a pass for things like repeating the music and stuff like that. I yeah. just go, yeah, okay, whatever it is, what it is, because it's a kid show at the yeah. end of the day. And it's a very um, short kid
1: show as well. No, it's, 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 you're not going to be looking at going, right. Okay. This is some sort of masterpiece. And we're looking at them kids emmys and shit like that it's them it's a five minute knockabout where someone's going what's the cat doing this week oh i don't know he's hungry oh he's going to the beach he's going to steal a car he's going to smoke some crack whatever it's going to be but it's a couple of minutes and then we're on to the next one
0: yeah yeah and you've not really kind of by the time you get to the next one everything's being reset nobody's learned everything yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's just the whole thing has been reset and that's that um i and i think you know we haven't watched many shows like this, All right. We no. tend to we tend to cherry pick more stuff, you know, more of the action led stuff, more of the live action stuff. Yeah, there are quite a lot of preschool shows on the list, but it, we don't tend to steer around to them too much. So hmm. it's been quite refreshing to go back and look at something yeah. like this. As I said, I don't really feel like there's been any cultural value gained from this. You know, it's not like when we go back and watch some of these shows and go, "Fucking hell, that was actually quite deep," or that had something to offer, or that was really funny there's none of that it's just been quite a nice just revisit back to childhood really and it's not been majorly nostalgic but there's been enough of a nostalgia hit there for me to be able to remember watching this as a child and and to be able to take it on that merit and go yeah Yeah. this is this is nice like like if i had kids now this is something i would happily show them and just be Mm. like like look at this this is this is innocent i can leave you with this it never did me any harm nobody's getting their head cut off nobody's saying fuck or bugger you know it's it's fine you know it's i think the worst that i can recall in the episodes i see happening is james breaking into the beehive or breaking into the store actually and Mm. i couldn't make sense of this he broke into the store and ate all the honey and got really really fat and then the bees were pissed off so like i thought it was quite bad because he was sending the message of like you can you can break when you're rich and fucking powerful you can basically take whatever you want but then I thought about it even more and I was like, well, why are the bees pissed off about that? Because bees don't eat honey and, and, and also they've already they've produced already, this honey. Yeah, they've it's already in done the work.
1: Store. Yeah. It, you know, it could have gone off to a shop by now, and they'd never see it again anyway. It doesn't matter it's, who's
0: fucking eating it. Exactly, right. They may as well go and be pissed off with Winnie the fucking Pooh, right? Yeah. Because he's he's taken out the jar as well. Same fucking thing. I mean, it was literally ripped from Winnie the Pooh. You know, it was. They, it's, even the way James was eating the honey was like, That's yeah. poo Bee. Like he's got his fucking paw in there and he's scooping it out and he's sticking his getting all around his chops. and He's like, okay, you saw Winnie the Pooh last week, didn't you? And you, just... <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best, you know. Well, that's so it. Yeah. You got you got to give him credit for that. But, but but that's the sort of level of wrongdoing that you see in you. Nobody, you know, it's generally James just being misguided rather yeah, than anything. It's, and and it's, again, it's
1: it, that sort of you know, culturally ignorant part, isn't it? Where he's like, he doesn't understand that there's a working class and not everybody's there to serve him food. And just because it's there doesn't mean he's entitled to take it. um yeah. It reminded me a little bit of that um, I, I watched that one, and I remember it reminded me of when I can't remember which election it was, but Theresa May was saying the worst thing she ever did as a child was running through like farmers' wheat oh, fields. Oh, don't give me that and image. It was it, and it was that sort of thing. I was thinking, yeah, it's the most you know, saccharine, pointless, you no know, typical Tory, you know fifties nostalgia of you no know, when life was better and simpler. And you know, ignored the fact that she fucked the entire country. Um, well, no worse than the ones who've come after. It, I was going to gonna
0: say, like in retrospect, now I think we have to we have to check ourselves for saying things like that because you know, in retrospect, I'd have her back any fucking day right now. Yeah, but so, to be fair,
1: the, the, the only good Tory MPs are dead ones, so you know, you're not wrong there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and and let let's be fair as well. No,
1: nobody's questioned how 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 the fucking scorpion is that tried to kill my Hancock this week. I mean, Everyone's I was worried the, about
0: him. What the fuck is scorpion. Legitimately, we haven't discussed this off-air, even listeners, legitimately, the first question out of my mouth when Sarah told me about it, I was like, is the scorpion okay? <laughs> That's exactly, <laughs> exactly the same Because <laughs> like, I could give two fucks about Matt Hancock, to be honest. Um, I just wish the scorpion had bit him on the knob, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, well, to
1: be fair, he, he is, he's just one giant knob, so, you know, it kind of did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we won't get too political. I think I'll. Our- <laughs> I think our politics are fairly evident to anybody that (laughs) listens to our shows with any kind of regularity, but that's one thing about this as well, actually, which I was pleasantly surprised by, you know, coming back to it this time and being more political now than, Mm. I mean, I've always been pretty political, but when I last watched it as a young adult, perhaps I was um, not quite as, as hard left as I am now. I was maybe a little bit more centrist then. Mm. I've, I've, lean further left as i've got older <laughs> likely because the writers become so fucking toxic um but i was a bit worried going back to this and be like oh no i hope this isn't going to be the tory show because there yeah. was that in my head of like oh it's a fat cat and but but they don't do that at all he's no he is quite a charming character he's he he's the bumbling old english gentleman isn't he he's not yeah. the you know he's not the kind of elite right wing one percent no he's he's the, the kind of charming toff who just doesn't I think understand
1: there's, there's an allusion to the fact he could have potentially been but he got left behind and it's yes. almost as if he's like he's escaped that life and he's you no know, he's learning how to be, how to integrate with them with the normal people
0: effectively um well he's, and he's had i mean he's had whole, money and fame and all that don't forget yes it's like it's in it's right what up there twat. in the front yeah,
1: yeah and, and and that's it and i think that the whole that as you said there's a very definite sort of classist element to this yes um, there definitely is and it's almost as if they've gone right okay well what does everyone want to, everybody want to see bear in mind this is right in the fucking middle of Thatcherism as well mm-hmm. everyone wants to see the Tories taken down a peg or two brought down to the same level as everybody else where actually all the stuff they think is so special about them all the, fact, all the stuff they think they know the fact that you know, somebody be along in a minute to make me a sandwich Some, you know, somebody be along with my brandy somebody will get these oikes out of the way so I can see the seaside all of that is stripped away and then they're just, they're just fish out of water yeah and you get that impression here is actually there's a little bit of commentary going on here which says look to strip all that away and you're just the same as everybody else and you no know, it's it's an important lesson for kids to learn as well that you no know, it doesn't matter where you come from what your background is what you look like what you sound like what language you speak what god you worship anything else we're all people we can all get along we don't have to you no, know, we don't have to be diametrically opposed all the time there doesn't have to be a fight which is us and them all the time and this show kind of sets that up quite nicely that yes they are from different backgrounds but it doesn't make any difference hes he, you know he, he can still get on with the, the kangaroo and the kangaroo's not trying to kill him because he's a Tory and no, that he can get on with the frog even though the frog is French and the Tories hate the French it was it was all this stuff. actually it doesn't matter we can nope. just be people and it's an important lesson and I think that sometimes that can be done in a quite heavy handed way yes, and I think here they've looking at it as looking at it as somebody who's forty years too late to be looking at it really you know. It's 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 there to it's there to see, and you see other shows trying to do similar things now, where it's very much um, this is good, this is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Gordon gaga school of greed is good. You know, you you you're not getting that here. They, they they they're walking a very a very fine line, but getting away with it.
0: Yeah, they are. I I think you're right in what you say. Um, I I think it's definitely. There is an intent to paint him as as obviously upper class and, and yeah. to have him brought down this peg or two because the owners have moved away without him. Um, but I think there's two ways you can go with that, and you're right. I think you can make him you can vilify him and make him a cartoon Gordon Gecko stereotype, you can make him a snarling Tory cunt, you know, and, and you can have him be horrible to everybody. Or you can take the softer approach here. Uh, which is what they've done, and make him that kind of, you know, bumbling old English gent Mm and go the kind of Jeeves and Wooster route with it then, you know, uh, and make him like, you know, the fact that he's never had to do anything himself actually means he's actually really fucking dim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think to take that a step further, what they do um, to sell that even more is that, he gets taught a lesson every episode, right? Yeah. Inevitably, things will go wrong for James because he thinks he knows better and he's pompous and a blowhard and he thinks he knows what he's doing and it will go wrong. Yeah. But he never learns because he can't because it's intrinsic to his character that he's always this sort of slightly upper class, yeah. considerably richer than you, I was, gonna, I, I wasn't going to go
1: for that Harry Enfield character. I was going to go for um, Tim Nice but Dim. Yes,
0: it's yes. That, That's it's, exactly it's that same, what it is.
1: It's that same premise of... Okay, well, yeah, you know, you, you might have better social standing, but actually, you're thick as a fucking board. Yeah, it's exactly and, that, and, and, you and you so everybody
0: cuts him some slack. Yeah, you know, because he's so fucking thick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me but repeatedly he's... cutting slack for Nadine Doris, <laughs> <laughs> just because she's so fucking dim. Like somebody that stupid shouldn't
1: exist. From her is the bit just of about there, just below a jugular.
0: Oh, politics would be so much duller without her, though. <laughs> They really would. Don't get me wrong. Her policies are fucking horrendous. <laughs> but by God, she's entertaining. Uh, and it's it's the same thing with James the Cat. Like, yes, is yes, you know. Like, if you were to sit down and have a pub conversation with him, A, you wouldn't understand him because he'd just be going meow 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 and it would be it would be nonsense. But if you were to be able to talk cat for an hour and you sat down and had a conversation with him, you know you would be diametrically opposed, or at least we would, because yeah. you know his views and everything. But you wouldn't necessarily have a have an argument with him. You, no. you feel like you'd be well, able I, to just go. Oh, to be right, fair, I would because the cat would never get around in. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But well, I don't know actually. I, I don't think he's tight. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem I, like. But he's I don't think a... it would occur to him. No, no. I, I think you're right. I, he doesn't seem like a Scrooge McDuck, like no, he would, you know, but he's I think can withhold you...
1: it. I think if, if somebody went, oh fucking, you're you round, off you go, he would go. But I don't think it would occur to him. Think actually, all no. these people have bought drinks. It's my fucking turn.
0: No, I think if anything, once you set him off, he'd be buying a drink for everybody in the bar to show yeah. off to be like, look yeah. how much money I've got. I'm gonna yeah. buy everybody a drink, and while I'm at it, I'll buy the fucking bar. Yeah. Um. Cause he's not gonna do that because he's a cat and cats don't have money. Um. But <laughs> and as far as I'm aware, they don't drink either. Um, I mean, mine will occasionally like steal my beer and stuff, but they don't. They don't like properly drink. Um, yeah. I probably also, sh- probably also shouldn't admit that on here, just in case my wife listens to this. Um, but, well, yeah. but no,
1: surely it's a case of where there's a glass on the table and you turn your back for five seconds and one of them sticks a snout into have a lick. Yeah, you're not, you're not feeding it to them.
0: Oh no, 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 no! I'm not <laughs> deliberately giving it to them. Um, but I. I think part of that characterization as well though to you know to bring it back and to bring it back to that top thing part of the genius of that is that he's a cat as well you know that's that's intrinsic to being a cat they are like like I said I've got four of the fuckers they're all different but one thing that is true of all of them is they all think they're fucking better than me like that's (laughs) that's just cats for you you know even like they're thick as fuck particularly the one that looks like James the cat he's the stupidest motherfucker I've ever met in my entire life still thinks he's superior to me because he's a cat yeah that's what right? cats that's, do that's what they do it's part of their character so so that helps but then I don't think that comes through in any of the other animals like I say all of it comes from the accent with them you know they, they're not necessary like I don't understand why Rocky's character for instance is a rabbit as I say he better fits a kangaroo mm. I don't understand why you know Citron is other than being French I don't understand what being a frog adds to his character no you know none of them seem to fit apart from James yeah well, look, it's fine. Again, maybe, you know, maybe just like those are the only accents we had. Maybe the, maybe Assaultly the animators control. would. Yeah, maybe they were just like, well, we can do kangaroos, we can do, we can do rabbits, we can do yeah. snails, we can do a cat. Can't do a dog though. Um, I don't you know. A dog. Because,
1: dogs, dogs will argue anyway.
0: Dogs will start fights with the
1: cats. We so don't want a cat anyway. I don't want a I, dog anyway.
0: No, and I mean everybody can draw. Fuck, even I can draw a bee, and I can't draw for shit. So bees are easy. Yeah. Yeah, bees are easy. Bees are like three lines. They're fucking dead easy. And then you put stripes on if you want as well. Yeah. But if you don't, it's just a fly. So yeah. I guess they're more than three lines. Three lines is a fly, and then like five lines. Five lines is a bee. Yeah, you just put the black stripe down the middle. Yeah. See, we could have made James the cat. Easily. Wouldn't have been as good. No, it wouldn't have been as good, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> I've I've not really got much else to say about it, purely because it this it, it's shallow as a paddling pool. Oh yeah, like, completely. There's it, no. There's it, no
1: substance to it. It doesn't mean anything. It's not about anything.
0: No, I, but that's part of its charm. Yeah. And that's part of what I've enjoyed about it. This is this is very simple children's TV the like of which I don't think we see anymore. And I, I don't really watch preschool TV to be able to quantify that. But from what I know of the likes of Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig and all of that kind of shit, it all seems a little bit more in your face than this. Mm. And, it, and it, it doesn't seem to have this kind of just gentle storybook quality. Um of which there were many, many shows in the early eighties, and, and we've definitely yeah. got more on the list to look at. As yeah. I say, they, they are there, we will look at them. Um, but of the ones we've kind of of this ilk that we've seen so far, you know, your your shoe peoples, your I guess raggy dolls to an extent, although that's slightly pitched older than this. But yeah. but of these, this is certainly I feel like the most innocent and definitely the youngest skew. And I think this skew's even younger than Bagpus to be honest yeah probably um, it does actually because I, I i think there's there's more depth to Bagpus than this oh, this was
1: far more interesting than Bagpus.
0: yeah well i disagree <laughs> wholeheartedly um but it, you know it's interesting like when you said this feels like one of the segments in button moon and you know it's the same thing with Bagpus, isn't it, it, it you're right it does feel like one of those little interstitials you'd yeah. have um when, it, when they cut away for that kind of story of the week yeah um and met on its own regard like that, I think this is utterly charming. Would I recommend people go and watch it? Probably not, not unless you want to watch something.
1: If you like cats, it's probably you know, more entertaining if like than the last week.
0: If you've got kids now and you want to show them something from you know forty years ago, Um then, oh, dude,
1: I should introduce my kids to the Beano. Oh, that's enough for one week.
0: Yeah, you know, you could do worse than show them James the Cat. I think. I
1: think if they're interested in cats or they like cats I think it'll work if if they're not then they're not going to fucking bother I think it might
0: get them interested in cats that's the thing I I tell you what I thought earlier as well this takes us off on a tangent slightly but there were loads of shows about cats when we were kids Hmm. like there was James the Cat there was Heathcliff there was Garfield there was was Henry's Cat Cat. Henry's Cat Yeah, you must know Henry's Cat I'm sure I do I just can't fucking place it I was was thinking
1: about it I was trying to remember it and I can't I can't picture it
0: that just sailed straight over his head, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, I,
1: I I know the name. I can't think of any fucking thing about it.
0: Henry's Cat is on the list. Um I have the entire collection of Henry's Cat on DVD. Um wonderful, wonderful opening. We're not doing a Henry's Cat show right now, but maybe we should do it imminently in the future. Um one of my all time favorites. Uh absolutely <sighs> love it. Uh, i uh, hope yeah. it's good when we go back and re-watch yeah
1: and no, i remember the name i just don't fucking know anything about it i'm gonna have to, gonna have to google it now find out what the fuck it was because i can't for the life of me remember it
0: um great theme tune as well but yeah there, there were a lot of shows about cats mm. and i think probably after henry's cat maybe heathcliff this probably like is one of the first ones i would think back to like if you said me name a Name a cat cartoon from your childhood. I probably would go Henry's cat first. I'd be between this and Heathcliff then. I'd go Heathcliff. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I had a very strong attachment to James the cat, as I say, but it's just because I had a black and white cat yeah. at the time. Um, same same thing with Postman Pat, like because Jess, like that's why I had the black and white cat. I picked the cat myself when I was like, that one looks like Postman Pat's cat, so gonna have that one. So I feel I feel a connection with him. Whereas Henry's cat's fucking yellow. So, uh-huh. you know, there's no way. Just wonder why that was in the zeitgeist. Like, yeah, because surely you'd think it would be dogs, wouldn't you?
1: You'd think, and, so. And, and I don't think were... it's
0: a thing now. I don't think there were a million a cat show, millions of cat, shows, no, millions I mean, of cat were,
1: shows now. There were plenty of dog shows as well, but they tended to skew slightly older. You had things like Woof, which um, was slightly later. I think this was late eighties That was late eighties. But there, there did seem to be um, a trend, and that you there were there were a lot of dogs in. Um, in the kids' literature, things like the famous Five Secret Seven, they had dogs. Yes. Who were in no who were, who were integral to it and it that was a thing for a very long time. So maybe the cat thing was just a reaction to that.
0: Could be. I mean, it, you you couldn't write a cat into something like you know famous five or secret seven no, anyway, because the cat would just be like, I'm "Yeah, I'm not this. going so, on a fucking adventure. Yeah, fuck it's you." A, it's like, fuck like,
1: that. There's a, there's a shelf over there. I'm gonna sleep on
0: that. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck, and that like they'd spread out clues and stuff, and the cat would just yeah. be running along, bashing them all off the table with his paws, going, "Fuck off!" Like you can't work this out. Yeah. Um. So you know you can you can totally understand why there wouldn't be a cat in the secret seven, but yeah, maybe mm. that's it. Maybe it was. It, it, I mean, it was cats and teddy bears, wasn't it? When you think about it, when we were yeah. growing up. Because yeah. there were lots of fucking teddy bear yeah, shows as Rupert well. Rupert and Teddy Ruxpin and shit like that. Rupert, Teddy Ruxpin, K Bears, yeah. you know, Super Ted. Super Ted, yeah. That's so, got a I? I think it is. It's got a yeah. yeah, not, I really think it be. is. We're rambling now, as <laughs> usual. Um, But yeah, just if you know listeners, if you know what it was that kick-started hmm. this, like, maybe, maybe it's because the Aristocats are kicked around in like the late 70s so they were just like oh cats and cartoons that's a popular choice let's do that for a bit i don't know but i certainly remember like early to mid 80s it's a good time to like cats
1: yeah it does seem to be a thing yeah yeah
0: um but but look in terms of james the cat listeners um can i recommend you go and watch it yourself no there's no value to be gained from this whatsoever um but if you remember it, it is certainly worth the quick nostalgia hit it's fine it's not bad, yeah. and it's not the best thing we've ever watched either. It's it's absolutely fine. I didn't have a bad time with it. I'll yeah. never watch it again unless I have to, you know. Uh, but I will always have fond memories of it, especially every time I look at my little bastard of a cat. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it, I I can't escape it. So yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Uh, yeah, I've I've not really got anything else to say about it either. I mean, I had a no. I it, it didn't it wasn't distracting. It I didn't it, it didn't jump out to me and go, This is fucking awful or there's anything wrong with it. It just kind of was. And I was able to put it on and just let it you know,
0: let it run really. That was the show that was. Um yeah, it's it's fine. It's not the best, it's not the worst. It's, it's in the middle, but it's got a great theme song. And Absolutely, that's about all we can say about it. Like there's, there's nothing remarkable about the voice talent, nothing remarkable about the animation. It's all just fine. That's okay, right? Yeah, Being fine is okay. I think.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to just be okay. It doesn't have
0: to be special. It's okay to be okay. Uh, yeah. yeah so you know, sorry if this is your favorite show of all time. But look, we're not rubbish in it. Like yeah. I'm saying, it's it's good for what it is. Um. So you know, again, you know who you are. <laughs> Put the keyboard down. <laughs> um. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. But it, look, if you do disagree, if there's if there's something glaringly obvious that we've missed here. Yeah. let us know um, Absolutely. Say, we're, not, we're not rubbishing it by any stretch I think it's fine
1: yeah I think so um, as always um, as, as, as you said now if people have thoughts please get in touch let us know on twitter at smpdpod you can go to our website ddpodcast.net we can also get our other shows and previous episodes of this one wherever you get podcasts from subscribe leave a message read back to you as best we can until next time see you later <laughs>